Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,523, the topic is mindset, and the title is, What You Think Is Wrong. (laughs) So, uh, what I want to do today was just talk about something that I see often with clients. What I'm about to say is not true of everyone. Uh, So if it's not true of you, just listen, though, because I think there's going to be some things you can take away from this, and they will help over time. So in general, when I talk to people, what they want to achieve will take longer than they think, but it takes less than they think. So when you think about a goal, what do you want to achieve? Think of something like, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to get stronger? Do you want to build muscle? Uh, do you want to, you know, make more money? Do you want to save more money? <laughs> you know, what do you want to do in life? What is it? What is a goal that you have? It will take longer than you think, but it'll take less than you think. So let's look at some examples. I had one client, nutrition client, they lost 30 pounds in three months. And that was actually really successful. That was very good. They thought they were going to lose 30 pounds in like 30 days. When we first talked, I said, you could. You know, like I can, like I just had somebody compete in powerlifting. We lost 10 days. I mean, 10, yeah, sorry. We lost 10 pounds in 12 hours. Then they put 10 pounds back on uh, that same day, like within a couple hours, getting some meals and some hydration. And so they can lose 10 pounds easy. You know, if a client wants to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, sure, no problem. But are they going to be able to take the 30 pounds off and keep it off? Probably not. (laughs) So anytime I work with somebody, if we have a goal such as powerlifting or they have to get to a certain weight class, we'll cut the weight off, you know, water weight wise, get some fat off if we can, depending on the time frame we have. But we know that weight's coming back. So this client, they wanted to lose 30 pounds. They wanted to lose it forever. They wanted to keep it off. So when we first talked, they said, you know, do you think I can do this in 30 days? I was like, yeah, but, you know, the more extreme you do, the less you get to keep. So I said, let's let's just make some simple changes. Let's not go crazy, but I want to present a couple ideas to you. So I looked through their food, and they drank a lot of sugary drinks throughout the day. They had a pre-workout uh, drink that was like 60 grams of sugar and, and enough caffeine to kill a horse. And then they had uh, two to sometimes three other drinks a day that had 60 grams of sugar each. So they were drinking 300 grams plus of sugar a day. And I said, why don't we just cut that down a little bit? (laughs) You can still drink. So what we ended up doing with something I actually use is we water down Gatorade. I had them get Gatorade powder and it's pretty cheap. It's not too bad. Uh, And then I said, you know, if you make a, a liter of water, just put in half a scoop of the Gatorade powder. It might be 20 grams of sugar, whereas they were used to having 60. So it reduced their sugar intake. We also, they had uh, a very carb-dense, carb-heavy breakfast and lunch. And I said, why don't you cut those in half? So cut your breakfast, the carb portion, in half. We actually increased their protein portion. Uh, So they actually didn't feel like they were eating less. They were just eating less carbs and a little more protein. And then at lunch, I said, you're eating a lot here. Uh, Let's just cut those carbs in half. You don't even really need that many calories at lunch. And they were thinking they were like carb loading for their workouts after work. And I was like, nah, you don't really really need to do it that much. So we cut carbs at breakfast, but 
added more protein, and then we cut carbs at lunch. And then we swapped out their sugary drinks uh, for watered-down Gatorade. That was it. That was literally the only things we did. And they were able to lose 30 pounds in three months. What was interesting, too, was they actually messed up a lot. <laughs> so they were new to kind of tracking all this stuff. They were new to having to eat controlled. They had always eaten to gain strength and gain size, and then they just ended up gaining a little too much size <laughs> in terms of body fat. So they weren't used to tracking things. They actually messed up 15 days out of their 90 days that they were supposed to be tracking their calorie, their protein, and their sugar targets. So I gave them calories, like a range they were supposed to be in on training days and non-training days, protein target that they were supposed to be, like a range, and then a sugar, kind of like a max, don't go over this number. And they messed up 15 out of the 90 days. And the only things we changed was the sugary drinks and cutting the carbs some. And they were able to lose 30 pounds in three months. That's it. So it took longer than they thought. But it took a lot less. When we first started talking, they were like, you know, I'm, I'm, I really like what I eat, and I don't want to have to switch to this, and I, you know, I've been told I have to eat this, and I don't want to do that. And I was like, stop, hold on, pause for a second, you know, time out. Instead of giving me a list of things you don't want to do, I'm going to save you the time and say, don't worry about it, we don't have to do any of that. <laughs> so I didn't make, make them eat quinoa and kale. They were so adamant about not wanting to eat kale, and I was like, nothing really wrong with kale, but you don't have to eat it if you don't want to. So we actually didn't really change much of what they ate. We just changed the amounts of certain things. That was it. On another client, they came to me for uh, rehab. They had had shoulder pain uh, for years, 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 years. And they had started training with a friend of theirs, and the friend was wanting to compete in powerlifting. And this client said, you know, I would love to do that, but man, my shoulder hurts so freaking much every time I bench, and I just can't bench a lot, and I feel like, you know, I'm going to go to the meet, and I'm gonna, people are going to laugh at me. And I was like, no one's going to laugh at you. Everybody, people are very supportive in powerlifting. Uh, but I said, let's, let's work on it. So we worked on it for four months, and the first month, I didn't have them do any pressing whatsoever, which they freaked out a little bit, but they were okay. <laughs> and I said, we got to work on fixing your shoulder, man. I was like, you have a lot of years of wear and tear and just being a total a-hole to your shoulder. So I said, we got to back off on that. So we did a lot of postural work to improve uh, kind of the natural placement of the shoulder. And then we did a lot of kind of mid-back work. They were very press dominant, and the muscles in the upper back and stuff weren't able to balance out the shoulder, so we had to fix a lot of that. So the first month, we didn't do any pressing. The second and the third month, uh, it drove them insane, but we did pressing exercises, but I said, you can't do anything that you can do in less than 60 seconds. And they said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, well, you're used to doing, you know, 100-pound dumbbells for chest presses. I said, I would like you to do the 40-pound dumbbells and see if you can press those for two minutes straight. So just see if you can press 40 dumbbells for two minutes without stopping. So we set up some other challenges for them, and they were like, this is awful. <laughs> but they were super excited because it was something fun to work on, and their shoulder didn't hurt. So we did an enormous amount of like volume-based work and working on techniques. So they sent me videos. Uh, they, they don't live where I live. So they were sending me videos, and I was giving them critique along the way. Then the fourth month, we went ahead and I let go of the reins on it. You know, I let them kind of go nuts. So we they went heavier, and by the fourth week of the fourth month, they hit a PR. They were able to do dumbbell presses, 100-pound dumbbells, for 14 reps. And their best ever before was 10 and they said what was amazing was their shoulder didn't hurt. 
So no shoulder pain, and they were stronger, even though I was a butthead and I didn't let them lift anything heavy for three months. <laughs> so it took four months, which was longer than they thought. But it only took two workouts a week, and the workouts were only 40 to 60 minutes. And we still built all their other muscles. We still did, you know, bodybuilding-based work and all the other muscles. I helped them fix a, a knee issue that they were having that wasn't as extensive as a shoulder. But we did a lot of other things. They only had to work on the shoulder twice a week for 40 minutes. And it took four months, so it took longer than they thought, but it took a lot less. And that's often what I see is people overestimate what it'll take. So they often don't start. They underestimate how long it'll take, so they often quit too early. What goal do you want to accomplish? It'll probably take longer than you think, but it'll probably take less than you think. You want to add 100 pounds to your squat? So I see this happen. Uh, various ways in various times, but uh, at the, the in my gym, Brutal Iron Gym, I own the gym, but there are people who train at the gym who don't work with me. I know, I'm surprised as well, <laughs> but it's an open gym, and they get to work with whoever they want to work with, uh, but you'll see they'll be going, you know, all out towards a goal of trying to get super strong they want to gain a certain amount of weight in a lift or they want to compete and you see them in the gym for two to three hours four to five times a week way too long unnecessary they see some initial progress but all of a sudden there creeps up these little things these little setbacks so all of a sudden their their elbows kind of bother them so they have to take it easy for a week maybe they do a deload week because you know those people are supposed to do deload then they're going for it a little bit, and all of a sudden they come in one day and they're super bummed and frustrated because they were supposed to do XYZ weight on their program, but they couldn't do the weight for as many reps as they were supposed to do. Maybe they're frustrated because, you know, something came up and they weren't able to get their fourth workout that week. So there's just these setbacks. And it ends up taking them much longer than they thought it would if they continue to go through with it. So maybe they thought it was only going to take six months, but it takes them two years. And if somebody stays with it, what you tend to see is they found a balance. They started with something that was crazy intense, that had no chance in hell, <laughs> snowball's chance in hell, of being sustained for a long time. They, they thought they were going to accomplish something in six months, and they started with a pace that was not even manageable for six months, let alone the years it was probably going to take. And if they stay with it, if they are successful, what you tend to find is that they had to back off on the intensity to account for the longevity <laughs> that they were going to have to work at that goal. So they had to lessen the intensity of what they thought they had to do so they could do it for longer than they thought they'd have to do it. So if it takes you longer than you think, but... It takes less than you think. It's best to plan for consistency, not intensity. Don't ask, how much can I do? Instead, ask, what can I do for as long as I'll need to do it? If you want to lose weight, you might say, I'll avoid all carbohydrates. 
No, for the love of God, no. You're not going to avoid carbohydrates for the rest of your life. It's unnecessary. It's miserable. Who wants to do that? Carbs are good. <laughs> they taste good and they're okay for you. They're, so you don't need to do that. And that's not a long-term solution. You might say, okay, well, I'll do an hour of cardio every day. No, you won't. <laughs> You'll miss days because you're a human being and life uh, laughs at us every now and then and throws some curveballs. You will not be able to do that every day. So instead, what you can do is a variation of what a lot of the clients that are successful, what they do. So they might say, okay, I'll, I'll learn how to track my foods with a nutrition tracking app. And I'll track a couple days a week. Maybe I'll aim for three days a week. I don't, have to, I don't have to track seven days out of a week if I've never tracked any days before. Let me just track three days. And in those three days, I'll learn how inconsistent my eating really is. I'll see how low my calories are, how high my calories are, how low my protein is, how high my protein is, even what the hell is protein. So I'll, I'll learn what my current habits look like. Then I'll work to reduce the variance. So maybe some days I'll eat 1,000 calories, other days I eat 3,000. Let me see if I can find a narrower range and try to be more consistent with that narrow range. And in the process, maybe... I'll realize I don't eat enough protein, so I'll work on adding more protein items to my meals. I'll see some foods I eat have high protein, and I'll say, hey, let me eat that a little more often. And as you work through those things, weeks go by, maybe even a few months, you feel better, you look better, you've learned more about your eating habits, and I've also decided to be more consistent with the number of meals per day, maybe, because that made tracking your foods easier, and you also noticed it gave you better energy throughout the day. You made simpler changes, less intense changes, but the changes could be sustained. And that's what leads to progress. What you want to achieve will likely take longer than you think, but it takes less than you think. Don't plan for the most you can do. Plan for what you can do for the longest. How can you be consistent with it? That's the better focus. It's not how much can I do. It's what can I do for as long as I'll need to do it. I hope that the stories in today's podcast motivate you, give you some encouragement, and I hope that you reconsider when you take on a new goal about trying to start in a sprint when you're actually running a marathon. <laughs> that happens all the time. The process to reach your goal is a long duration process. If you start out of the gate a million miles an hour, you will not be able to sustain that. There's nothing wrong with you. No one could. <laughs> no one sprints a marathon except for like four guys from Kenya. That's it. So you need to learn how to pace yourself. That might sound like, oh, you know, that's mental weakness. You know, you're just being a baby if you're trying to, if you're doing anything less than your best. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> so go bang your head against the wall trying that approach for a couple of times and you'll come back to this. So don't ask, how much can I do? Ask, 
what can I do for as long as I'll need to do it? However long you think you'll need to do it, double that. And then aim for that duration. Okay? Now, if you have any questions or if you want to argue with me and say, like, I bet I can do it faster, blah, 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 I'm all ears. I love getting emails. I love hearing responses. Uh, so if you have any questions, if you want to kind of shoot an idea uh, like off me and just say, hey, I'm thinking about this. Do you think that's too intense? I'll happily answer it. I love answering emails. I really appreciate when people interact on the podcast. It, it just makes it more rewarding uh, because I know at least one person was listening. <laughs> so if you have any questions, if you have any follow-up to this, just shoot me an email. I'm always here and I'm always happy to help. Well, if you like the podcast or the podcast, uh, today's podcast or the podcast in general, please share it. The more people we share the podcast with, the more people it can help. When you do share it, let people know that we answer their questions for free. So that way they can uh, reach out and get what they need to help them live their healthiest and happiest lives. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. The podcast is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. If you can donate on our website at www.brutalirongym.com, there's a one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. Anything you give at all, even just 5 bucks a month, it does add up and it does help. So thank you to those who do that. Also, if you like the information we share in our podcast, so you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram pretty much every day. I've been posting a lot more on YouTube, so please check us out on those two social media uh, channels. And then if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.